Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Autism. I'm your host, Sarah Antonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with autism to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive and not let stereotypes define them. By looking at a variety of topics, such as health, advocacy, and spirituality, my mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold advocates for their children. By gaining the confidence needed to do so, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their own gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through autism instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode, which I admit might be a little triggering for you, at least in the beginning. And if it is, I want you to take a deep breath and ground yourself and stick with me. Listen the whole way through, and I'll explain why. This episode is entitled, Why Support Groups Don't Work, and What You Can Do Instead That Does Work. So don't fret if you've tried support groups and I'm calling out the problems with them today, and you're thinking, well, crap, what do I do now? There will be a heavy focus in the second half of this episode on what you can do instead to give you more empowerment in your life, especially moving through trauma or challenges that feel really heavy. So I would never leave you hanging. We're going to address that together. But first, I want to highlight that if you're in the thick of trauma right now, if you are moving through or dealing with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, if you are dealing with abuse, which either is happening right now or has happened and you're having intense flashbacks or trauma patterns awaken in your life, again, please seek the help of a therapist or a trauma-trained professional. If you're not in active trauma today, keep listening because this episode is going to give you significant tools that you can employ in your life right now to live a more empowered, joyful existence. You don't have to wait for some far off time in the future when you've worked harder or earned it more to enjoy your life right now. And today's episode is going to be a really great way to nail that down. But first, I wanted to explain why this episode exists. I'm about to publish my first book for autism parents. And before I started the writing process, I did significant research. I interviewed several families with children of all different ages, men, women, and wanted their insight as parents to teach me more about how to serve this audience. And you can imagine my shock when every single person I interviewed described to me in detail what their support group experience was like and why it did not help them. In fact, almost everyone said exactly what I had felt when I went to my first support group and left feeling more upset than when I had arrived, which is something that absolutely stunned me. It doesn't stun me anymore, knowing what I know now, but in that moment, it stunned me. And I admit, I thought it was me. I thought, I'm some crazy unicorn who's not like everyone else, I just don't like the group vibe. Maybe I'm too introverted for that. Maybe I've just done more spiritual work than other people. And that must be why the support group environment didn't work for me. It must be my problem. Well, 
It turns out it was not my problem. It turns out there are common threads that explain why support groups don't work and they don't elicit the result that parents are seeking. When my son was three and he was attending a wonderful private special ed preschool that I loved, I was looking through all the notes that came home in his school bag and was invited to attend a support group for all the parents of kids in the school. I was excited. I was eager to meet other families in the same situation as me. I was excited to feel less isolated and really brainstorm with other parents different ideas and ways we could support each other to move through this challenge in a really empowered, positive way. So when I arrived at that school for that support group on this special day, I was feeling really motivated and inspired really to finally connect with like-minded people. And what actually happened in that support group was shocking to me. I'll never forget it. I sat there while a lovely woman who worked at the school told a story and had us read a poem about how life isn't what you expect all the time. And it was very much described like you're intending to go to Italy and have this wonderful trip and eat pasta and see the David and, you know, go on the Grand Canal in Venice. And then you end up going to Amsterdam instead and how it's a different experience. And it's not a bad experience. It's just a different experience than what you expect. And so she was trying to convey to us that our life looked different than what we expected. And then she asked all the parents to go around and talk about their children. And what happened at that point was basically everyone starting to explain their problems and the things they were struggling with one after another after another. But at no point was any suggestion given to help the parent handle the problems. It was just person after person sharing their suffering, which is not wrong. Sharing your suffering is not wrong. But as a result, the energy in the room became very heavy. And I kept sitting there waiting for the elevator pitch, so to speak. I was waiting for the facilitator to sort of jump in and provide solutions and different tools to use. And instead, all that happened was more sharing of suffering. And then it was over. And we were all sent home holding on to the collective heavy energy that had just been churned around in that room. I feel like I need a deep breath just recounting this experience. And I remember thinking when I left, well, there must be something wrong with me, clearly, because I did not find that support group supportive. But as time went by and I spoke to other parents more and more, I realized it's not just me. And it made me wonder why. And I want to emphasize now that the intention of support groups is very good. They can remind you that you're not alone in any challenge or situation. They can help prevent the overwhelming isolation people can feel, especially parents of children on the spectrum can feel when your kid's not socializing or going to sports like other kids are. You can feel really lonely as a parent, as if you're the only one who's dealing with the specific challenges you're dealing with. 
So support groups can feel great in this way, reminding you that you're not alone. You're not the only one struggling with a problem. However, the issue with support groups can be described in a nutshell. And that is a phrase given to me by a friend's therapist. And it was that, Sarah, misery doesn't love company. Misery loves miserable company. So when you put people who are experiencing hardship in the same room, it can quickly become like a contest to see who has the most hardship. And if the person in charge of this group is not well-informed as a facilitator, it quickly becomes like a victim soup. People are so in their victimhood and no judgment on the people who attend. Maybe they are looking for tools. Maybe they want to get out of their victimhood, but they're not receiving that in a support group. They're just being present to everyone else's sadness and misery and no ladder is being given to help them crawl out of that hole. And everyone I interviewed for my book reported feeling the same thing, leaving the support groups feeling depressed, opting not to return because they had gone wanting to feel uplifted and instead left feeling weighed down. When people attend support groups, they want to feel seen and heard, of course, but also they want to be given hope, hope that things will get better, hope that things will improve, solutions to get out of their pain. They don't want to continue living in their pain. And often people leading support groups, especially at schools or community centers, are lovely, well-intended people, but often they work for the organization. They might be a teacher at the school or even a guidance counselor at the school. But frequently, they aren't actually raising a special needs child at home. Most often, they lead the support group and then go home to their, air quote, normal life. So step one is they can't actually relate to the people they're hosting at the group. They haven't walked in their shoes. They don't know how you feel. So they can't really encourage you with what you're going through beyond some kind words or even some rah-rah motivation. So again, you have a lot of people sharing their suffering and no one guiding the experience, no one saying time out. Do you want to remain in this victim energy or do you want to create something else? What can we connect to that's different? How can we empower you through this? So there's a very fine line between feeling seen and heard versus someone allowing you to remain in your victimhood. And I remember years when I was in victimhood around my son's diagnosis. Nothing good came of that time in my life. I remember actually having to be the one to talk myself out of the victimhood saying, Sarah, you sitting here and comparing him to others and looking back at all the things you could have done wrong is not actually helping you. You are wasting your precious moments on this planet. Find a different way. Try something else. But often people don't say this in the support group because maybe they want to be liked. Maybe they are being given instructions by their superiors to just be friendly. And as a result, don't really have the coaching tools or the trauma-informed tools to help people exit the cycle of suffering. And as a result, it gets pretty messy in there. 
when you have the unique experience of a support group working well, it is because the facilitator is trauma-informed. He or she probably does have the exact same situation at home that you are experiencing and has gone through it. They've probably supported themselves extensively through their own coaches, therapists, or mentors. And as a result, they know how to hold space for healing. And many support groups, unfortunately, don't have that intention. The intention is to maybe connect, feel less isolated, but not to heal. And this is where that conversation around does autism need to be healed often comes up because people say, I don't need to fix my child. And and that's true. There's nothing wrong. Your child chose this journey on this planet and is moving through it at the exact pace he or she is meant to. But that doesn't mean you don't need some support. It doesn't mean you don't need some tools. Maybe there's no desire to fix your child in any way, but you still need someone to help you examine all of your own toxic behaviors and patterns. So this breeds the question, what do you do instead of a support group? Often support groups are free. They're offered by schools and community centers, and the intention is good. But again, what you're getting for free is not the same thing that you would get in a paid experience, even if it's being paid by your health insurance. So if you're in the thick of it now, what can you do to help yourself? I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're in the thick of trauma for any reason, please start by calling a therapist. If you don't have one who you think would be a good fit, ask friends, ask other parents in the school, maybe ask the school themselves. They might have a list of referrals, which could be wonderful for you. Ditto on the community center or even church. Use your community to find the resources that you need. PTSD often comes up for parents of unique children. So even though you might have been out of the trauma of the diagnosis, sometimes all it takes is a new evaluation being done, for example, to throw you right back into fight, flight, or freeze. So there's no shame in getting support again, even if you've done it already through the way of a therapist or a counselor. If you're not in active trauma, but you're finding yourself having a lot of negative self-talk, you're not feeling your most motivated or empowered, and yet you want to feel differently, I recommend looking into hypnosis, whether on your own on YouTube, which is a great place to start, or downloading some hypnosis audios to your phone, or working with a hypnotherapist. If you need a reference, please email me. I love referring people to hypnotherapists who I trust. I've done hypnosis myself, and the effect is really powerful. I often tell people, even if you feel really content doing hypnosis on your own, on YouTube, on iTunes, it's wonderful to do it with a therapist at least once so that you know what it's meant to feel like and you know how powerful it can feel. So hypnosis is a great tool for addressing your own patterns and I think it's wonderful because it works with your subconscious, how you identify yourself. It works with your nervous system and rewiring how your subconscious operates so that you don't get caught up in negative patterns so quickly. Another resource that's incredibly powerful is hiring a coach, especially if this coach has walked in your shoes. This is why I started this consulting practice. When I was a mom of two little kids 
two-year-old and a one-year-old. And my two-year-old was getting diagnosed on the autism spectrum. I was still nursing the one-year-old. I looked on Amazon. There were no books as to how I could support myself. All the books were about ABA therapy or gut bacteria diets. And they were good. There was nothing wrong with them. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't what I needed to support myself, which is one of the reasons why I'm writing my book now and about to publish it. Because when I looked for books again, writing my book proposal the books for parents still didn't exist. It wasn't okay. Parents need support. They deserve support. So that's why I opened my consulting practice last year. You deserve someone to support you while you're walking through your child's diagnosis, while you're dealing with a huge advocacy battle on their behalf. And have you fully considered where you will be if you don't support yourself? through those intense processes. If you've been going toe to toe with your kid's school, for example, have you fully considered where you will be one year from now if you don't invest in the support you need? Whether the school result won't be what you want or your health and wellness, your well-being won't be what you want because of the stress levels that you're dealing with alone. The time is now to consider that. And then flip it. Where will you be one year from now if instead of wasting your precious time on this earth and letting yourself become a doormat for everyone else, you invest in supporting you? This is why I do the work that I do. I've walked in your shoes. I know how you feel. And I know you can have a beautiful life in which you thrive. You deserve to get out of survival mode and you deserve to do that now. And if you want support and don't know where to start, send me an email, sarah at sarahintonato.com. There will be a link in the show notes as well because I'm starting a group program, not a support group, a group program with solutions for parents in Q1, quarter one of 2022. And if you want to be on the wait list for this program, which is the first of its kind, click that link and you'll be the first to know when it's time to dive in and do the work because it is work. And this is what support groups don't highlight. They allow people a space to talk, but they don't discuss the fact that there is work involved in thriving. If you're somebody who can sit on the couch and eat bonbons all day and you thrive and you don't have to do anything, you are very lucky. Most people need to work through their stuff. And that's why we're here on this podcast together. That's why you're listening. This is why I'm here guiding you in my group program and even in the one-on-one work that I do with people, there's a very fine line between not allowing someone to stay in their victimhood and also not spiritual bypassing where you completely brush their problems aside. First, we start by acknowledging what are the problems? They're real. They exist. My people feel seen and heard and supported. And... They don't want to continue to live in their problems. They don't want to continue to live in their past. So that's where the work starts. We don't deflect the problem. We don't say, oh, you're just not positive enough. There's no space for toxic positivity in my work. But there is space for taking the steps to embody the person we want to be every day, regardless of our circumstances. Because if you're waiting for your circumstances to change, so that you can go improve your health, grow your business, 
Be happy and less frazzled when your kids come home from school. Then you're going to be waiting forever. It may seem expensive or difficult to invest the time and energy and resources in supporting yourself now, but when you break down the price, you can't afford not to. Can you even put a price on being happy and having a beautiful state of well-being in your life? Not to me. My yoga practice is priceless. Me supporting myself with people I trust is priceless. And that's why I do the work that I do because no matter what happens on the outside in my life, I know that inside I'm unbreakable. Even when life is messy, even when it's chaotic. And I want that for you too. I want you to feel that you can move through your day with that grace and strength and really feel unbreakable within yourself. And I'm here to support you in it. So if you're ready to ditch the free support groups that don't work and dive in, send me an email. Click the link in the show notes to be waitlisted for the group program and get excited because in the next few months, your life can change. You don't have to wait. You've got this and I've got you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a wonderful day. Namaste. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives.